today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, bringing blockchain to the ocean state. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. New York State CIO Tony Riddick will leave state government. Riddick, who joined the state in December 2020, will retire at the end of the month. Before becoming New York State CIO, Riddick was the CIO of the U.S. Virgin Islands. He says he'll retire to Florida with his wife. Ernst & Young is building a center for government modernization. The new think tank will be centered around providing an assist to governments in upgrading their IT systems. Through new research, events, and best practice demonstrations, the center will provide leaders a chance to learn more about the latest in modernization. Nevada Secretary of State Cisco Aguilar is requesting new funding from the legislature to update two major computer systems. Aguilar is looking for $30 million for a new centralized voter registration system and $15 million for an overhaul of the state's business licensing portal. You can find these stories and more at statesoup.com and in links in today's show notes. Rhode Island's Department of Commerce is looking for a company to bring its business registration services onto the blockchain. The department's secretary, Liz Tanner, says that the department has been researching distributed ledger technology for years. After a successful pilot, the department is ready to bring it to the prime time. Tanner tells State Scoop's Keely Quinlan how the effort got started. So like any other government, there are different pieces of software and sometimes still paper-based processes across all of state government. Uh, none of them talking to each other. And so that was part of the attempt was to make that work together in one way rather than having hundreds of different systems across all of state government. It would also include municipal government as well. So you have in the state of Rhode Island, you have 39 different municipalities. So that could be 39 different paper and electronic processes as well. Yeah. So what were some of the problems that you saw with that that system that was currently in place? It's the inconsistency of it and the fact that they don't talk to each other. But I think the most obvious problem is that when you put in your personal name and or your business name, they could be very different. So my name uh, for today is Liz Tanner, but I'm also Elizabeth Tanner. I could also add my middle name. I could add the ESQ at the end of my name. What if I have a mate? You know, what if I use my maiden name? Um, nonetheless, what my business might be called. It could be called the ABC restaurant or ABC restaurant or ABCs. And so having a consistency of names will help us avoid so many problems that we have. Gotcha. So in your search for a solution to kind of um, these these issues, uh, you became uh, an e-resident of Estonia. Would you mind t- uh, telling us about that, about that process and what you learned from it about the potential for digital services in government? So as an attorney who had opened up over 350 LLCs and corporations, I was very familiar with how to open up a business and I thought there must be a better way. So I looked at every other state in the country and found that they all do it the exact same way that Rhode Island does. You go to certain websites to fill out certain pieces of paperwork. And sometimes again, those might be uh, paper-based systems. So I started looking internationally when I discovered Estonia and realized that they had a, a, a centralized place for you to enter that information once and only once. And I knew I needed to learn more. And so I learned about their e-residency program and became an e-resident. And their e-residency program allows me to do many things, but probably the most popular aspect of it is the ability to open up a business 
in the state of in the country of Estonia. And so I got to spend a lot of time playing around with their system to see if we could model something like it similarly in Rhode Island. Gotcha. So I think the big question then is why blockchain? It's got a pretty fickle reputation. So what are the benefits you see in using the system as it relates to government operations? Interestingly enough, I was not even looking at blockchain technology because I did not realize that the Estonian system did use some blockchain. So it wasn't as if I went into it looking at blockchain. But at the time, blockchain was new and people were talking about it. People wanted to explore it. And so when we put out the original RFP to do a pilot back in 2019, <clears throat> we asked to introduce blockchain technology. And so that's when it led us on this journey to being able to simplify our governmental administrative processes. So blockchain is just a piece of what we're looking to do. But the reason that we want to use blockchain, and the, how I like to describe how we would be using it within government is essentially a souped up Excel spreadsheet. It's just a whole lot easier uh, of a way to hold information. Right. And so you mentioned that there was a pilot program that y'all ran um, before, you know, beginning to look at you know, taking this up to scale. What was the most valuable takeaway from that? The hard part is that government is not allowed to make a mistake. And so we had to be extremely cautious with what we were trying to do. It also didn't help that blockchain at the time and continues to have a bad reputation just by word. So we often don't use the word blockchain and instead focus on the fact that it's distributed ledger technology that is only part of the process. Uh, we've also chosen um, to do our pilot to create the credential for a certified public accountant. So we purposely chose something that was not risky, that was very boring, that didn't give government any chance to fail. And so that was important to us to make sure that we could show success and then build and grow upon that success. Right. So. So that success then was kind of the impetus for the RFP and looking for vendors to help y'all integrate the records from agencies across state government into this single system. Walk me through that RFP and what y'all are looking for specifically. So the RFP process is still underway, uh, which is a good thing because we had so many questions from the vendors asking us more information about what we were hoping to do uh, that the RFP actually is finalized today. So we're very excited to finally get the opportunity to take a look at uh, who, who has applied and to see who can most uh, benefit the state of Rhode Island. I will say what I'm most interested is in a vendor who has done this before, which may mean internationally. Uh, there may be some projects done uh, in state, but for us, we're ready to take a little bit more of a risk in trying to do something new and innovative in the state. But like I said earlier, government can't fail. So we, we know we need to do something that's going to quickly benefit the state so that we can continue to grow it. Our right. focus will be on doing the business registration process. So we will be streamlining the business registration process so that you only have to enter one website to fill out one essentially form that is shared between all of the state agencies that are involved in the core opening of opening a business. Wow. So what are your hopes for, you know, these prospective partnerships with uh, either these companies that will be able to, to help y'all scale up and uh, make this process a reality? 
for us, I feel like we're planting a seed and we're going to really see something grow. So we're starting with making it easier to do business, uh, but the governor's office does have an initiative to put an additional $2.5 million into the budget to take this to the next level. So after the business registration, we would very much like to streamline the process of opening a restaurant. Again, simple processes, not super complicated, but have an impact on our business community. So that's what we're most excited about is um, to be able to have a, a vendor, uh, a partner that we can work with that sets it up so that we can just continually grow the entire system to include more and more governmental processes. Right. So last question, what's in store for Rhode Island in the future regarding digital transformation? I mean, if, if it's really limitless. Uh, I like to call it a, a wheel. You know, So when you enter a singular website, you enter your most basic information into what we call a data lake. And then there's just lots and lots of spokes that you can put on that wheel to do more and more good work. And so that's what we want to do. We want to grow it so that you can have as many state agencies and as many governmental processes on it. But I will add that this stuff doesn't happen without leadership. And so we had Governor Raimondo, now Commerce Secretary Raimondo, and now Governor Dan McKee, who without their leadership, these programs don't happen. So I give a whole lot of credit to them to be willing to try something new uh, to make it easier to do business in the state. Secretary Liz Tanner of the Rhode Island Department of Commerce. You can read more about her and the blockchain at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher and James Mahoney helped put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening. Thank you.